You're listening to the CEO's Wing Woman podcast. I'm Olivia Jenkins, your host and virtual coach, helping you scale your brand to cult-like status. Since 2019, I've helped over 100 clients generate in excess of 45 million in revenue. And now it's time for me to share my tips, tricks, and strategies to help you supercharge your growth. I'm here to help you step into your power to develop a bulletproof strategy and growth mindset to match. Consider me your secret weapon to scale. Let's get started. Welcome to the CEO's Wing Woman podcast. I'm your host, Olivia Jenkins, and today I'm so excited to be deep diving into one of my favorite topics and the cornerstone of this podcast, and that is growth mindset. So before we begin, let's just talk about what is a growth mindset. I know when you ask this question or when you think about this question, you'll likely receive different responses from different people that you ask. And I just want to pre-frame this episode with saying this is my personal view on what a growth mindset is and this is my personal view on what growth mindset means to me. So let's kick off with what is a growth mindset. To me, a growth mindset is the continuous pursuit of excellence, continually finding ways to better and improve yourself and not believing that you're fixed or you're limited by your mindset. So that could be simple things like investing in your education and investing in yourself as an individual to find ways to better or improve yourself. So when you think about the main difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset, a fixed mindset will often avoid challenges. They'll see something that's challenging and they'll shy away from the challenge because often they don't want to fail. A growth mindset individual will see a challenge and they'll view it as an opportunity. They'll see the challenge and think, it's not something that I've ever done before, but I want to give it a go or even learn a new skill. Often a growth mindset individual will be quite open to learning new things, quite open to continually investing in their education because they know that they're always learning, they're always growing, always growing and always improving. A fixed mindset individual will believe that their talent is static. If I don't know how to do something, I'm not going to learn. It's too late. I'm too old to learn that. It's too far gone. Other people are too far ahead and I can't catch up. They believe that that talent is you're born with it, you either have it or you don't, and that's it. Whereas a growth mindset individual will always believe that there's opportunity for continuous improvement. They're happy to step outside of their comfort zone and give something a go, even if that means that possibly they might fail. That's okay. They know that they're going to learn and grow from that failure. Whereas on the other hand, a fixed mindset individual will often shy away from challenges in the first place. But if they do give something a go and failure occurs, they can't accept that failure. They can't accept that mistake. Quite often as well, someone who has a fixed mindset will feel threatened or intimidated by other success. And I'm sure we have all experienced this in one way or another, where you can tell that someone is quite threatened by someone else's success. Or maybe this has happened to you where you've had friends, family, or people in your network feel threatened by your success. That is very common in a fixed mindset. In a growth mindset, they're often inspired by other people's success. They love the fact that other people are succeeding and they're happy for them. They're genuinely happy for them. So you would have heard of the saying, tall poppy syndrome. And I think this is quite common, particularly in smaller cities, often smaller towns. It's very common to have tall poppy syndrome. And that is very much a fixed mindset belief. So when you think about growth mindset, you don't have to be a CEO. You don't have to be an entrepreneur or a business owner to have a growth mindset. 
this is something that you as an individual can have regardless of whether you have a business or not. It is just a way of being. It's a way of thinking and it's a way of accepting whether you're going to proactively pursue a growth mindset or whether you're going to believe and make a decision within yourself that your mindset is going to be fixed. On the other hand, CEO mindset and employee mindset is a little bit different. For me, CEO mindset is stepping into your CEO mindset world and realizing that you are the master of your domain. The buck stops with you and it is up to you to drive your business success. As employees, ultimately, we know that the success of the business doesn't rest on our shoulders. There's always somebody else that is ultimately in control. And it's really important if this is resonating with you, if you're about to start a business or if you've just recently started a business, Or maybe there's a part of you that is in a business and you've been in your business for a long time, but you're still showing up in your business somewhat. There's a part of you that's still showing up as an employee. Then this is really going to hit home and probably land for you as well. What I mean by that is as an employee, you'll likely make decisions and you'll go about your business in a certain way, knowing that the buck doesn't stop with you. Now, that's okay in an employee mindset, but if you're actually running a business and you have your own business right now, that is likely not going to serve you moving forward. And the reason for that is no one is coming to save you, right? If you are an employee in a business, you know that the buck doesn't stop with you. That does not work if you're the CEO of your own business. If you own your business right now, you're not able to take a back seat and let someone else drive the business because if it's to be, it is up to you. So I wanted to talk a little bit about CEO mindset and employee mindset as well, because this is very much interlinked with what we're talking about today in the context of growth mindset. But when you think about why this is helpful in the context of business, why do you need a growth mindset? Why do you need to view challenges as opportunities? Why do you need to embrace feedback? Why do you need to focus on the process, not just the end result? Why do you need to be inspired by other people's success instead of threatened? Why is it that you need to learn and grow from your failure and bring those learnings forward? Why do you need to step out of your comfort zone, right? These are all valid questions, but all of these beliefs and all of these thought processes are ultimately going to help you in your business. If you have a challenge pop up in your business today and you can view that with excitement, with an opportunity, That's going to serve you and your business a lot better than if a challenge pops up in your business today and the first thing that you do is run for the hills because you don't want to deal with it. Equally, if you have feedback come back from your customers or from your clients, if you have a growth mindset and you embrace that feedback, you take that feedback on, you welcome that feedback, you're able to make positive change from that. You're able to address it and you're able to bring those learnings forward with you in business and improve your product or improve your service delivery. Equally. If you don't want to take that on board and you refuse to receive the feedback, it's likely that you'll lose customers or you'll lose clients. And without customers and clients, none of us would have a business. So it's really important. You can see now how important having a growth mindset really is in your business. Thirdly, focusing on the process and not on the end result. This one is massive. I cannot stress enough how big this one is. When I think about business owners, particularly in startup, If you're only ever focused on the end result and you're not actually enjoying the process or the journey of your business, it's going to be really difficult to keep going when the going gets tough, when times get tough. And that's because we are all on a business journey. We are all making day-by-day progress, week-by-week progress, month-by-month progress. If you're only ever focused on where you're going and being obsessed with that, That's one thing and that's great. But if you're just obsessed with the end result and you're not actually enjoying the process as you're going along, 
you're more than likely going to compare your chapter one, two, three, or even four to somebody else's chapter 40 and then be upset when you're not at the same stage of business, when you haven't actually gone about your journey to get to the stage of business that they're currently at. And I think this is something that we need to remind ourselves of often as business owners, that it's okay not to be at the same stage as somebody else yet. A lot of the time when we compare ourselves, we compare ourselves to a different stage of business journey. You might be comparing yourself to someone who's been in business two, three, four, five, even 10 years longer than you. And at some point they were at the same stage of the journey that you're currently at right now. So it's not about skipping steps. It's not about jumping to the top of the staircase. It's just about focusing on your process and on your progress, not specifically always just the end result. Because I think we really shortcut ourselves here and we really rob ourselves of the opportunity to enjoy the process and enjoy the journey. And I'm sure if you interviewed all of the business owners that you might be comparing yourself to at this current stage of journey, they would remember the stage of business that you're at currently right now. And they would appreciate that stage of journey as part of their overall business experience. So I think that's really, really important. The other one around being inspired by other people's success, I feel like this is huge because whenever you feel threatened or whenever you feel triggered by someone else's success, it's basically signaling that there's something inside of you that you're not prepared to own within yourself. If this does ring true for you, feeling threatened by other people's success, you can ask yourself, what part of me isn't wanting to own the part of myself that wants to be successful? Why is it that I'm feeling threatened by other people's success? Being inspired by other people's success is a really important part of the process. And I also think that this is important even in the context of competitors. If you have strong competition, that's great. If you have strong competitors that you need to level up against, that's amazing. Because if you're the only person in your industry and no one else in your space is successful, yes, that's great. And you'd probably have a monopoly of the market, but you're not going to be particularly inspired to improve because you're already the best in the market and there's no one else that's actually challenging you on that. So I love healthy competition. I think that's amazing. And I think it helps us to all stay on track as well and really do our best to continually grow and evolve as a business or as a brand also. Stepping out of your comfort zone. This is a big one that as human beings, our minds are wired in a way that we ultimately want to keep ourselves safe. And a lot of the time that means that we're going to see anything that's out of our norm to be a threat. So when you think about having a growth mindset, in order to learn, you need to be outside of your comfort zone because if you're comfortable right now, chances are you're not actually learning anything new. When you're pushed out of your comfort zone and you're learning something new, it's quite common to feel feelings of growth. So I call it fog. And those feelings of growth is the fact that you know that consciously you're incompetent at whatever it is that you're learning. But if you feel incompetent, that's great because that means that your brain is now starting to learn a new skill and you're feeling overwhelmed. That's okay. That is your mind's way of saying, this is unfamiliar. I now consciously know that I don't know this information. But as time goes on, what happens is eventually you'll reach a stage where you have conscious competence. And then from there, as it becomes second nature and you become an expert in whatever it is that you're learning, whatever skill that you're learning, you'll get to a stage where you have unconscious competence. And that is literally like us getting up and going for a walk from the lounge room to the kitchen. Our bodies know how to get up and walk. Our bodies know how to speak. 
These are not things that we have to consciously think about anymore. So eventually this is what happens. You step outside of your comfort zone. You feel a momentary feeling of discomfort. But as you overcome that and as you start to get better at whatever skill it is that you're learning, you'll be able to add that into your skill kit and then be able to learn something new as well. And finally, the continuous improvement piece. The belief that talent is static, I think is one of the most limiting beliefs that we can have because that's basically telling ourselves that we won't have any opportunity to learn anything new in life. And for me, I know within myself, based on my own experience, that is just simply untrue. And that is a limiting belief or a limiting decision that potentially we have made at some point in our lives that is no longer serving us. Believing that you have the power to learn new things and that you can continuously improve is one of the best decisions that you ever make for yourself, not only in the context of business, but also in the context of your personal life. To believe that the talent that you were born with is the only talent that you ever have in life is absolutely untrue. And I really do truly believe that everyone has the opportunity to learn and grow and develop and get better in some way, shape or form. So to believe in the continuous improvement of yourself is what this is all about. It doesn't even necessarily need to be growth as in I need to be fitter, I need to be stronger, I need to be more successful because realistically with all of those things, it's your perception on that word. What I thought was successful to me two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago is inevitably going to be different to what success means to me now. It's not necessarily that when you think about growth, it's this linear growth pattern that you need to be on. But growth for me could literally just be adding one next logical step in for your journey, whether that's building a new skill that you didn't have before or finding a different way of going about your life. So I definitely want to frame this with it doesn't necessarily have to be related to money or career or this idea that we need to have linear growth, but just the opportunity that we give ourselves to believe in that continuous improvement, whatever that means for us. Hopefully that gives you a bit of context around growth mindset and fixed mindset and why that's important in the context of life. When you think about how this translates in the context of business, it's a little bit different. The number one thing to remember when it comes to CEO mindset is how to take radical responsibility in your business. This is the biggest thing. If every single business owner could take radical responsibility for their own success and realize that there are no saviors and that we actually have the power within ourselves to make positive change in our business, that would be miraculous. Number two, I would say in the context of business and why having a growth mindset is so important is because as business owners, as CEOs, we really need to remain at cause. And what I mean by that is when you think about the cause and effect equation, being at cause is thinking about every single situation that's unfolding in business and asking ourselves, how was I at cause for this situation? What role did I play in this situation that I can take ownership of? This often is not always the easiest thing to do to accept responsibility and to remain at cause, but I can promise you this is one of the best decisions you can ever make, not only in the context of business, but in your life to empower yourself to know that you are always in control of the outcome. Obviously, there are some exceptions to this, but when we think about the majority of instances in our life, in some way, shape or form, we have played a part in every single situation that's unfolded. And unfortunately, if you're on the effect side of the equation, you're constantly going to be living at the effect of other people's lives 
And I think that's often where you'll find yourself creating a lot of excuses for why you're not doing the things that you want to be doing. When you're on the effect side of the equation, you're going to find all the reasons why you haven't done what you want to do or why you can't do what you want to do. I didn't get up this morning because my alarm didn't go off and that's why I didn't go to the gym. I didn't do the financial preparation that I needed to in my business this month because I had a phone call come in or I had too many meetings. If you're on the cause side of the equation though, you're going to take charge of the results in your life because you know that you alone are responsible for your own results. If something doesn't happen, it's because of me. I didn't do it or I chose to prioritize something else. So a simple way to get yourself to move back to being on the core side of the equation, if this is ringing true for you and you're thinking, oh gosh, yeah, this is definitely something that I do when you encounter a problem in life, I want you to ask yourself the question, how am I at cause for this? So if you attracted a customer who potentially was irate or wasn't the right fit for you, you would ask yourself, how am I at cause for this? Now, what this is doing is shifting your mindset to take radical responsibility and personal accountability of your life. Because as long as you're living at the effect of others, you're never going to be in control of your life. But when you can truly be at cause for everything that's happened in your life, nothing is going to keep you stuck or held back. And this is the number one principle for success. The other thing that I want to say on this as well, and this is something that I learned through my NLP studies. So for those of you who don't know much about this, I studied NLP back in 2019 as a practitioner and then again late last year, early this year to get my master's accreditation. And honestly, it was probably one of the most life-changing experiences that I've ever had. The things that I learned in NLP, I cannot even explain in words how valuable that information has been to me. But for me, one of the things that was really interesting when I was going through that NLP training was that most of the population is actually on the effect side of the equation. And that was really, really interesting for me because one thing that I noticed after finishing the course is having conversations with people in my life. And one of the things that I really noticed was how often I could see someone being on the effect side of the equation. It's really obvious once you've got this skill down pat and once you've really mastered the art of moving yourself back to cause in every single situation that comes up in your life, it is so obvious when someone is on the effect side of the equation and it's really interesting to observe. So now that you have this new skill or this new thing that's in your awareness when you think about cause and effect, I want to encourage you now to actually notice this in real life and notice this with the conversations that you're having with friends or family or people in your world and see if you can notice which side of the equation they're on. The last thing that I want to touch on today is my personal experience with growth mindset and how I embrace a growth mindset in my life. So I've written down a few different ways that I personally embrace growth mindset in my life. And this may inspire you to incorporate some of these things as part of your daily or weekly routine. Because for me, you guys probably see that I share this quote a lot and it was printed on my window decal at my office. I had some OJC prints that we had printed with this quote on. And that is that the secret of your future is hidden in your daily routine. And I truly believe that. How we show up on a daily basis, the things that we do every day as our habits ultimately are going to shape our level of success in life, whatever that looks like for you. So I want you to think about your daily routine. And even if you write down every single thing that you're currently doing in your day, 
I want you to look at that and I want you to think about what it is that you're truly wanting in your life. What is it that you're working towards? And I want you to then compare what is on your daily to-do list, what your daily routine looks like and whether or not they're aligned. Is the way that you're showing up every day, is that actually congruent and aligned with what you're wanting in life? But for me, how I embrace a growth mindset in my life, number one, and this has been a big game changer for me, 5 a.m. wake-ups. I love waking up early. Now, definitely won't lie in saying that if you are not used to waking up at 5 a.m., it does take a little bit of time to get used to that. And so be mindful that if you set your alarm for 5 a.m. and it's the first day, you are going to feel tired and there's more than likely going to be resistance around getting up at 5 a.m. But I promise you, if it's something that's important to you and you value it and you value that extra time at 5 a.m. to spend those hours for you, it will be a total game changer. So for me, waking up at 5 a.m. has been a really important way for me to have dedicated time for growth mindset activities. So as a busy mom of three and the owner of multiple businesses, I don't have a lot of time during the day to be able to whip out a book or listen to a podcast because I'm often on coaching calls, I'm on consulting calls, or I'm doing consulting implementation. And so for me, growth mindset was really important to me. I had to find time to be able to do those things. So for me, I prioritize getting up early at 5 a.m. It gives me about two hours, give or take, every single morning where I get to spend time just on me. I get to read a book. I get to listen to a podcast. I get to do some training or some education that I wouldn't normally have time to do. And that's my time. So that's number one. Number two would be books. Now, I have been obsessed with books ever since I was a little girl. I was the eight-year-old girl in the bookstore reading Tony Robbins in the corner or anything I could get my hands on that was related to business or marketing and mindset. So for me, still to this day, I am a physical hardcover book girl. I like Audible in small doses, but for me, there's just nothing quite like a proper book. So I have lots of different books that I've acquired over the years. The book collection's getting very big and it's definitely on my wish list one day to have a library in the house to house all of these amazing reads that I've collected over a long period of time. But I absolutely love reading books and learning something from someone else. For me, I mainly have books under the umbrella of business, marketing, mindset, strategy, personal development, pretty much anything to do with business or mindset, human behavior, anything along those lines I'm obsessed with. My favorite books are Atomic Habits, Essentialism, Rocket Fuel. They're the top three that come to mind. I've shared a blog post with lots of different books to read as book ideas if you're looking for some new reads. And I might even pop them in the show notes as well so that you guys have got a list there also. One of the biggest things with books is not actually applying the information that's in the book. And I'm sure this will resonate when I say you can read a book and have incredible realizations and then you can put the book down, forget about it for 12 months and then think to yourself, I know that was a really good book, but I can't 100% remember why. And you have to revisit it to get those reminders to remind yourself, why was it that I love that book so much? So for me, one of the biggest things is if you're applying the information and the learnings that you're discovering in these books, you're going to be able to supercharge your return on investment in that said book. 
So for me, one of the things that I love doing is creating a list of action items or key takeaways from every chapter that I'm reading in the book. And that really helps to integrate the learnings that you've had and apply them in your life or in your business. So if you think about this in the context of learning something, rather than just learning for learning's sake and you know reading the information or absorbing the information, but then you're not doing anything with it, actually thinking, okay, at the end of every chapter, what did I learn from this book? What penny drop moments did I have? What are the key takeaways from each chapter? And then populating an action list. If there's anything that's coming out of that, that you're thinking, oh, actually I should really do that in my business, or maybe I could do this in my personal life, writing an action list of items so that you can go away and actually implement some of the things that you're learning. Number three for growth mindset and how I embrace it in my life would be self-care. Now, in order to have a good mindset and maintain it, we need to have our energy levels. Clearly, it's going to be really difficult to remain at cause and have a growth mindset and all of these amazing things if you're not feeling great. If you're feeling tired and run down or burnt out even, it's going to be really challenging for you to stay in a headspace that's positive. So for me, self-care is really important and I do my best to schedule in one to two activities every week that prioritize my self-care. I'm also very conscious about my health, about the food that I'm putting into my body and about the drinks that I'm putting into my body. So for me, having a strong focus around eating nutrient-dense meals, I try and find as many ways as possible to get lots of fruit and veggies in every day. And I will say some of this stuff that I'm sharing with you right now about how I embrace my growth mindset in my life probably seems very basic, but honestly, I cannot stress enough how connected your gut is to your brain. So if you're not eating good food, if you're not drinking good drinks and you're not nourishing your body with healthy foods, it's going to be very difficult for you to remain at your best and peak performance in the context of your cognitive function as well. So for me, I definitely notice if I've been eating poorly, my brain fog will also be there. If I've been eating really, really well, then I generally have a much sharper brain. My cognitive function is a lot better. So for me, the focus on the self-care activities I'm doing every week, whether that's a massage or Reiki or whatever it may be, coupled with eating well, exercising, moving my body. For me, it's just something as simple as going for a walk every day and getting out and moving my body is definitely something that I've noticed allows me to hold the energy with my growth mindset better than if I'm falling in a heap because I've been eating terribly, I haven't been drinking enough water, and I haven't been looking after my body. So this is really important because if you fall apart and if the wheels fall off because you're not prioritizing your health, that can be a very dangerous thing in your business as well. And number four would be a general commitment to learning. Now that could come in different shapes and forms. For me, it's personal personal study. So I have lots of different areas that I'm interested in, in the context of business mindset marketing, but it could be short courses that I'm doing or accreditations that I'm doing through the consulting firm to improve my accreditations in different areas. It could be working with various performance coaches or business coaches to help improve the things that I'm doing and improve my skill set, and also mentoring. So working with mentors that are at a different stage of business, potentially have reached a different level of success that I'm aspiring to reach. So thinking about different ways to incorporate coaching, study, mentoring into your world has definitely been something that's been helpful for me and something that I would highly recommend. So for me, they're my top four ways. So that was 5am wake-ups, books, self-care, and a commitment to learning, whether that be through study, coaching, or mentoring. 
So I hope that gives you a really good grounding on growth mindset, fixed mindset, what that means, why growth mindset is important in the context of business, the difference between a CEO mindset and an employee mindset, and has given you a little bit of an insight around how having a growth mindset has impacted me in my life and how much I love growth mindset. You can probably tell from how long this podcast episode is now, and it was meant to be a short one. But before we wrap up today's episode, I have an exciting gift for you all, our incredible listeners. As a token of my appreciation for your support and commitment to elevating your mindset, I've prepared a free resource that will help you on your growth mindset journey. I'll pop it in the show notes. You'll find a link to download a free Elevating Your CEO Mindset Workbook. This workbook is jam-packed full of practical exercises, journal prompts, and mindset-shifting techniques to educate and empower you. So take the time to invest in yourself, dive deep into the workbook, and unlock the full potential of your growth mindset. Remember, the journey to success begins with a strong foundation of mindset, and this workbook and this podcast episode is here to support you every step of the way. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of The CEO's Wingwoman, and I'll catch you in the next one. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you love today's show, be sure to let me know by leaving a five-star review. You can also connect with me via Instagram at oliviajenkins.co or learn more on how we can work together at www.oliviajenkins.co. Have an amazing week and I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode.